What's up, everybody? It's Itisha Banks from the Gathering Place podcast. This week, we have with me Miss Tanisha Greg Talbert. She is the owner, entrepreneur, starter, creator of Nail Integrity Nail Boutique Studio. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm sure I'm not. It's close. It's close. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you coming today. We appreciate you. We're going to be talking a little bit about her business, her startup. As you all know, if you've been following our series, we've been doing a mini series on the startup. So if this is a series where we highlight a number of up and coming entrepreneurs, people that are just starting their businesses, I like to tell about people's beginnings because before you know it, they're going to skyrocket. And when they get big, they may not want to talk to you. So you got to talk to them now so that you can get all the juicy details about how they started and how things began for them. So we're going to talk today right now about her startup of her nail boutique studio. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about um, your background, like how you got into doing what you're doing. Um, basically, just tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. So my love for the industry started really young. Um, my parents were extremely overprotective, and we had to come up with creative ways to entertain ourselves around the house. Okay. Um, for my sister and I, it was doing our nails, doing our hair, and from there, it just was something that continued. Um, I went to beauty school, and I went to beauty school for cosmetology, so to do everything, and nails is just what I ended up sticking to more. I will do hair, I can do hair, but nails is what I do 98% of the time. That's your love. Yes, that is my love. Nails is your love. Okay, that's good stuff. Okay, so you you chose this area because you said nails is the thing that you love to do. But what is it um, that drew you, like, because you were doing something else before you started doing nails, right? I mean, I know you said you went to school for cosmetology. Yes. But was this, like, your first, like, job? Like, you came out, you're like, you know what, nail, nail technician, this is what I'm doing. Opening my business, bam, this is it. No, not okay. at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, off and on, I would always do nails on the side. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until about five years ago that I decided to go full-time doing nails. Um, the last job I had, I was completely done with corporate America. I could not take it anymore. It was the absolute worst job I had ever had. A lot of people have that revelation about a lot of things. <laughs> yes. So, really I mean, do. It, it, nails was something I just always thought about, mm -hmm. always talked about. So I thought it was time to finally get into what I love. How did you get the courage Ooh. to do that? Because that, like to move from something that is secure, like you know in corporate America, not that it's secure because nothing is, you could lose your job at any moment, but to go from knowing that you have this paycheck coming every other Friday and, and doing what you need to do, how did you muster up that courage to do that? Support. Okay. Um, I tell people all the time, that my parents and my siblings are wonderful support. I have an excellent support system. And when I made it known that that's really what I wanted to do, like I'm ready to go into the shop. Um, with three kids, I have to have an absolute amazing support system to be able to do that because I wasn't just jumping out there on my own. Right. I was jumping out there with three children behind me. Yeah, so what were some of the thoughts that you had though? How is this going to work? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, 
and starting off without having that clientele you're pretty much agreeing to really go with the flow because there's no guarantee okay um building building the clientele starting off is of course the most difficult part and again with children it's i feel 10 times more tasking mm -hmm. because you're not just depending on this clientele to sustain yourself mm -hmm. it's to sustain your family as well so so i'm sure you had like a like a plan or was it kind of like a plan as you go like i know you said you went with the flow but like you know you you made the decision to walk away move move from corporate america to do um to do what you love to do your passion how did you plan that out like what no plan. There was no plan. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. There wasn't a plan in place. There was no plan in place. It was Was it because it was that horrible that you were like, I don't care what happens right here, right now? Well, it was actually a force. Okay. So with that, I took that as, okay, this is my opportunity. Okay. I'm going to go for it. Okay. And that's what I did. And it was literally day by day, week by week. Okay. Let's make this happen. And so what did you do to build your clientele? Because I'm sure that there are people, you know, uh, you know, we know people that have been in the industry for a very long time and then people that are just coming in. And, and right. a lot of times um, people that start don't know how to build their clientele. So what were some of the things that you had to do? Um, starting off, I was in a beauty salon with other stylists, um, a big part of getting out there was from their clientele. Mm -hmm. So I did service uh, the clients that were already coming in, social media, word of mouth, family, friends. I, I very seldom do actual advertisement. I tell people all the time that I get a greater response from word of mouth mm -hmm. than I do from actual advertisement. Okay. That is how, to this day, I build my clientele. It's wow. from word of mouth. Uh, somebody may see a client's nails or somebody may see a client's post and they're calling me. Mm -hmm. Go magazines, things like that. I've never done it. Wow. I have built my clientele from word of mouth, from my clients. And what year is this for you? Um, of being in my own building, this is year one. Year one, yes. yeah. August was year one. August was year one. <laughs> August. Um, I moved into the shop the first of August of last oh, year. Yes. <laughs> One year old. Yes. That's so yes. sweet. I love it. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. All right. So who? I'm gonna jump down. What's the hardest thing about starting this business? What was the hardest thing about this business in particular? Because I know there are many businesses that people start, and there are different things. But going into this, like going from being in someone else's shop to being in your own, what was the hardest thing about starting this business? And what are some things that you wish you had avoided or done differently? The hardest thing about going into it, I would say was really, where do I start? Because I know how to, I know how to do the business. So I know how to do nails. I know how to get clients. I know how to take care of clients. But where actually do I start when I'm the boss? Because it's question. something totally different yeah. to walk into the door and someone else has already started up everything. Mm -hmm. Someone else has already laid that foundation. Someone right. else has already put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Right, right. Stuff already set so up. Everything already going. You just get your exactly. chair and have a seat. You get your chair, different. you have a seat. Yes, yeah. it's totally different. 
um, when I finally decided, okay, it's time, I did so much just trying to figure out what is the first thing I do. Okay, and what was that? Um, the first thing I did was secure a place, secure okay. a location. Um, it was the second location I believe I looked at. My mother and I went in and I immediately fell in love. We talked to the guy and within a matter of days, I believe, it was mine. That's wonderful. So that, is a that was story. the first step. This is not <laughs> this is not usual results. <laughs> results may vary for right. real. Results may vary. Right. So that was yes. a blessing for real. So yes, it was definitely a love at first sight ordeal. Um it was everything that I was looking for, I found in that place. Okay. And the pro to it was that they were willing to put in it what I wanted in it. So okay. the walls were going to be my choice. The floor, my choice. That's like unheard <laughs> amazing. Yeah, exactly. it's really unheard of. So that was the first step. And I felt like that was God really saying, this is your time. Mm -hmm. Because it was so easy for me to get the place. So, because you stepped out and actually got serious about it and started and doing said, it. I'm, okay, I'm gonna stop playing around. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's time. Yeah, to do it. So yeah. this is good stuff that we're yes. talking about here. <laughs> See this common thread here, people. Just, <laughs> just time to jump in and just do it. Stop playing around. Just jump into it. So what was what was something then that you wish that you had either done differently or avoided in this beginning. And again, we're still in year one, so there's still so much growing and, and different things to do. But even in those beginning months, what were some things that you, you know, was like, oh, dang, maybe I should have done this? In the beginning months, once I decided to actually do it, so we found the place in January. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to open in March. And remember I said August 1st. This is what you said. March is a far was, from August. Yes, yeah. Was the actual startup was August 1st. So mm -hmm. in January I found the building. Um, the contract was supposed to start March 1st. And there were so many bumps. So many just different things. So I really believe starting up if I were to do it again, I would have had a more direct contact with someone that had already done it before. Okay. Um, because I really was winging it. Mm -hmm. I'm finding out um, as we're going, talking to um, like the city to find out well what has to be done, what they're expecting, and things like that. Um, the thing that I definitely would change would be to find somebody that was willing to kind of coach along the way. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have made things go a little smoother, sure. a little quicker. Um, but again, I was ecstatic to actually get to the place. Mm -hmm. But that is one thing okay. that I would. All right. So going at it with somebody, you know, I think that's something that I've said before here is that, you know, you can't do it alone. You, you really yeah, do absolutely. need somebody. And you're actually absolutely. in business with your sister, right? Yes. Your sister yes. is there with you. So. Um, your studio is, is, a, is a joint business with you guys and um, you know knowing what needs to be done so like contractors and how long things should take and how much things should cost yes. and timelines and you know permits and Contract. all that other kind of stuff yes, absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's a serious thing that's a serious thing so so what are you learning about yourself along the way 
that I have a lot more patience than what I thought I did. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Good patience. It's That's good. Absolutely. The process has tested my patience because, again, you're looking at dates. And when you find out you hit this bump, it's like, okay, okay. And that was my exact answer every time I hit a bump. Okay. So what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's next? Yeah. Because getting in the uproar about it does not speed up the process. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It does not eliminate a step. Mm-hmm. It just gets you frustrated. It gets those around you frustrated. And now you're dealing with a delay and everybody's frustrated. Right. So my response was, okay. Being patient <laughs> with the process. I think we've said this before. Like yes. patient with yourself, patient knowing that you work with other people, factors that you cannot uh, influence or have control over. You just have right. to continue to go at it, but to allow yourself to not become so flustered. Correct. If things are not working out, because yes. it will only frustrate you and probably cause mental blocks and everything else. Like you yes. can't really think clearly. All right. So what, who, who has influenced you or inspired you in this journey? So I've had encounters with a lot of, um, seasoned um, not necessarily technicians, more so stylists, mm-hmm. but the passion is still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had teachers from cosmetology school, the owner of the very first salon I ever worked in when I was 16. She's still extremely passionate about what she's doing, and she's been at it for a really long time. That's wonderful. Um, it's, it's a great business to be in, and for me to be as passionate as I am about it now, and to see that they're still passionate about mm-hmm. it. The creativity, it's like endless. So it's like, okay, I might be stumped over here with one thing, but then you see something, even with social media, like mm-hmm. the inspiration you see on social media, yeah, there's a lot it's out there. amazing to see all of the creativity. And it is very inspiring. Yeah. It is very inspiring. Yeah, there's a lot out there. Like the amazing thing that people's brains come up with. They come up with some stuff. So when you're watching those videos of people building Hennessy bottles on your nails, and <laughs> it's real. It is The lady real. unscrewed the it, Hennessy bottle. She did. And poured yes. herself some. She did. Yes. Don't ask me how she created it out of acrylic. I don't know. But it can be done. <laughs> but clearly it can be done. It can be done. Clearly yes. it can be done. We thought it just ended with the chains. It does mm-hmm. not. Not it doesn't end with the chain. <laughs> you can clearly put Hennessy bottles on your fingers. Okay. Um, so so what are your future plans for your business? Like what so it's two parts. So let's just talk about that first. What are your future plans for your business? What do you plan on doing? Um, I would love to expand outside of Ohio. So we I do have a shop here, uh, but my goal is to once I leave Ohio to expand wherever it is that I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to have a teaching aspect to it, not necessarily a school, mm-hmm. but I get a lot of texts asking, hey, can you show me? And I'm all about showing. When I say I never say I am the best, but I am willing to always share mm-hmm. what I know. Yeah. Because I tell people all the time, I can't touch all the hands in Cleveland. This is I true. don't want to touch all the you hands can't in touch Cleveland. All the hands. You only have a two hands. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can't touch so, everybody else's exactly. hands. Exactly. So is that something that you see that's missing in your industry? Like people just being willing to show other people things? Absolutely. And why do you think it's like that people just competitive? Like I ain't showing you nothing, huh? Don't ask me because I ain't telling. I could see that possibly being their reasoning for it. Um, again, just like I can't touch all of them, they can't touch all of them. This is true. And there's different clients for different people. There's a clientele that one tech might have that I can't maintain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because personalities are different, mm -hmm. styles are different. Mm -hmm. So anybody that asks me, I'm willing to help, that's not always the case in the industry. And that is one thing that saddens me about it. Mm -hmm. You can ask a question and people will... <laughs> completely just like yeah you know wow. <laughs> so that is one thing that is a little saddening about well, i think industry. that would be an excellent thing um to be able to show people because like you said you can't touch all the hands in cleveland and it's good actually to be able to pass what you know because it becomes your legacy your teaching style your methodology yes. onto other people yes. which makes a mark you know people know if they've, if they've learned things and they've learned it from you and yes. it's, it's a part of building your brand as well it's absolutely your brand right for sure right so what advice do you have to give other young black women and i'm being specific i normally don't do like oh you know it's black women blah 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 but i believe that there's something that we have as women um as black women no 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 shade on my on my caucasian sisters and my hispanic sisters and my other sisters i love y'all but black women who want to start a business because there's a different um, set of roadblocks sometimes that we have to come up Absolutely. against as well. Yes. Um, when we're dealing with, you know, contractors that may be Caucasian male and they talking to you like, honey, young lady, um, well, girl, you know, some, uh, sometimes we get, we get that, you know, where they're not yes. taking us as seriously. So what are some things that you might share with other young black women as they prepare to start their own businesses? Educate yourself. Get as much information as you can about what it is that you're trying to get into. Uh, education on anything is something that can never be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. The more you know about it, in my opinion, the better decision you'll make because you know if I go this way, no, that won't work because this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. um, so education, find out what is the best way to do it. How is the best way to do it? Who do I talk to? Um, there's so many classes about so many different things. I went to a, a workshop about building countertops <laughs> because right? I needed a countertop built oh, for the shop. And not even necessarily anything in your sector, but you wanted to learn. Yes, I needed a countertop built and I'm thinking, I can do this. So I went to a workshop on how to build a countertop. I did not build my countertop, <laughs> but... What happened there? <laughs> what happened? It, it was a lot more than what I thought it was, so... I end up hiring my cousin to build my countertop. Well, it's possible that you may have needed a follow-up course. Correct. You know, it's correct. possible. Yes. But educate yourself on as much as you possibly can. I think it's the best. I like that idea because, you know, you do need to do your market research. You need to do the research of your field, understanding your product and the services that you're offering, but also learn another body of knowledge as you go along with it because you may need it. You may need yes. to know how to fix your door, fix your doorknob, yes. exactly. uh, fix the tiles on your floor, understand things about water and water pressure, understanding yes. how things work when it comes to electricity. 
Owning a business because doesn't just yours. mean no, because exactly. it's yours. Just like <laughs> it when you own a house, people. Yes. <laughs> just like yes. when you own a house, it becomes real. Yes. It becomes real. Well, I want to thank you for taking time to come out this evening. Thank Yay. you for having me. I'm so excited. I have had my nails down this whole time because I went to Houston to visit my sister and she took me to a very shady nail salon. I do love you, Terry, but nail salon, <laughs> I can't show my own nail technician that just because we wanted to have a girl's day. And so I'll be back um, sometime this week when you have an opportunity to get this fixed. Gotcha. All right? So this is me being transparent. <laughs> just being transparent. This is my nail technician, so I can't lie to her. I got to tell her the truth. All right. So thank you again for coming out. We appreciate you. Um, guys, please be sure to like. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you comment um, below. Uh, we want to hear from you if you have questions or comments. Make sure all the information for Tanisha's Nail Salon will be in our description box. Call her. Get yourself an appointment. The salon is beautiful. And it's so cozy. And it's so comfortable. And I love going there. I love when my husband knows. If I'm going, I'm going. I got my appointment. Don't make me late. Because I'm going. But she is very accommodating. And it's a very cozy shop. And it's just a nice place to be. When you go in, it's like a breath of fresh air. So please be sure to check her out. Thank you again. We appreciate you. you. This has been the Gathering Place Podcast. Make sure that you check us out this week, guys. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.